Get ready for the Organically Blunt Show, the podcast that dives deep into the world of cannabis with real informative conversations. Whether you're a seasoned smoker or just curious, light up and join the conversation. Let's get Organically Blunt. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Organically Blunt. I am Jay Blaze, your host. First off, I want to let everybody know that this episode was brought to you by Seedsman Genetics. Head on over to Seedsman.com. Use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT to save yourself some cash this holiday season. And with that being said, I also want to apologize for last night's event where Queen of the Sun Grown had a family emergency and she could not attend last night's broadcast, so we will be rescheduling that. But on to greater things, we have a great guest today. THTC, we have Gavin, who makes sustainable hemp clothing in the market, and he's made items for some of your favorite musicians, such as Redman and Method Man. So with that being said, welcome to the show, Gav. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. So I guess the the question we want to ask to get the ball rolling here is how did you come up with the concept for THTC and where did it begin? So it began 27 years ago uh, at a university in Hull in the north of England um, with my brother who was, uh, who was studying environmental politics. And he and a few of his friends were, they were coming to meet me and I was working in France at the time. I was 19 and they were coming to meet me because we were going snowboarding. Uh, so they came and picked me up in Paris on the way to the Alps. Um, and on the way through, uh, they, he was about five hours late. And so I was like, oh, what's going on here? I know exactly what's going on here. And I called my mother. It was before cell phones and all that. So I called my mother and she said, oh, one of them forgot their passport and they messed the ferry. I was like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound very convincing. So what actually happened is they got through uh, the Channel Tunnel um, and then they each skinned up and lit an enormous joint and apart from the driver who was my brother and the other four of them had a joint going so they got to the um the payage bit where you have to pay the tolls and they opened the window and they're all really stoned off their off their faces and big puff of smoke went out the window and there's a customs officer with a dog standing there they're all over the car they found all this weed they were like oh is this bag of weed all you've got they were like yeah definitely search found another bag is that all you've got and that went on and on until they'd found four bags and then they found a load in the snowboards whatever so they got carted off to jail um really stoned and my brother was cuffed to the floor of the jail cell like this with his hands behind his back and his hat he was wearing this hat and it had a big cannabis leaf on it and it fell into his lap and he sat there for several hours looking at this hat and it just said in the label this is made from 100 percent organic cannabis you can't smoke this hat Right, and my father had bought him this hat when we were in Venice Beach, uh, in in California, on the fourth of July, actually. Um, and he's obviously bought it because it had a big weed leaf on it, but he hadn't actually made the connection of cannabis and hemp and all this kind of thing. So he had to basically go to court, and so he decided to read up on hemp and found out that you can there's got all these amazing uses, uh, and then basically started a society at university called Hempology which was based around music nights, um, kind of similar to what THTC does now, it's kind of supporting and sponsoring hip hop and drum and bass nights, um, and basically having a table inside with all these different hemp samples to kind of educate people about hemp. Um, and I started a similar thing in university in Bristol and 
Then a few years after that, when we came out of university, I'd, I'd done an HMD in marketing and three of us, my brother Drew and Dan Sodergren, another friend, we started THTC. Um, so yeah, the, the concept was to try and bring hemp to the high street in whatever form. So we chose clothing. Uh, and then from our first range, which was all sourced from Romania, uh, very, very nice, quite rough, a lot of it, um, very well made, very expensive. Um, and we just hit the market and just tried to just basically try to sell it. But uh, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, so it was it was a very tough start. But that's that's how it was born. Definitely. Now, I guess one of the questions that I have for you would be, uh, did a lot of this come based on the entertainment industry i see you work a lot with the entertainment industry specifically musicians and is that your biggest clientele i mean it's definitely one of them that's how so around that time in 1999 we, we launched but there were a lot of surf and skate brands around and although we're snowboarders uh you know i've never been a skater i've, I've never really been a surfer um so I thought it's a bit disingenuous for us to kind of come alongside Quicksilver and Mambo and all this and say, hey, we're the hemp's kind of surfing skater brand because we don't know anything really about it. So what did we do? We did a lot of raving. I went to a lot of jungle drum and bass nights, a lot of hip hop, a lot of reggae. I thought this is my biggest love. Kind of thought, hey, people that like reggae and jungle, they like weed, right? Uh, <laughs> so we kind of thought, hey, I'll just hang around all these dingy clubs and festivals and basically mushrooms were legal in this country as well at that point fresh mushrooms so i used to buy i used to buy kilos of them from camden and basically go and meet all these artists and i was you know pretty confident i guess just to st stroll up to them and kind of go hey i make clothes out of weed whatever here do you want to wear that read this leaflet and then eat these mushrooms and then you know i, I basically built up a bit of a network from not you know not all of them not all the guys like mushrooms but they all like the idea of something a bit anti-establishment hemp uh, cannabis is a bit naughty anyway and whatever so you know so yeah we, we i just used to go to these events uh grab an mc introduce myself go around the house afterwards give them some t-shirts and they chuck stuff out from the microphone and and big up you know cannabis clothing so so yeah and then and then when we got to know a few people uh in the industry they're like they kind of go oh a friend of mine really loves his weed or he really into you know uh climate change uh, you know activism so you should you should meet them and people were incredibly and still are incredibly generous with their contacts you know so wow. yeah you just snowboard like that really um so yeah i mean i always say thtc is a lot of the time it's just been me or me and one other but it's not it's a family of hundreds of of like very cool people activists it's it's all about them it's all about the customers and the supporters definitely that is awesome you know i come from the entertainment industry myself i was i've been a photographer for oh 23 years now and um i've been doing it for the entertainment industry on and off i've met a lot of people that some of the people that you've done stuff with you know i've yeah. gotten to meet you know red man method man uh, mostly a lot of a lot of the other people i i will be quite honest with you looking at your brochure mm -hmm. i'm not for i'm not personally familiar with but it doesn't mean i wouldn't be interested in their music so mm -hmm. i was I was just curious on how that worked. You know, that's that's amazing that you're working with some of the greatest artists on the planet and they're wearing your apparel. I've noticed I do have a pair of your guys' socks here. I want to show everybody. These things are up if I can get them. There we go. They're mm -hmm. awesome. They're, and they they feel definitely different than a, a regular sock. 
Mm -hmm. um, they're durable. Uh, Hemp is very durable, so it's great for socks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, what is the shelf life on a like a pair of socks like this compared to a standard sock? I mean, do they last longer? Um, is this something I'm going to have a blowout in the toe in three months, or do you feel that these are pretty, pretty uh, durable? I guess you'd say. I mean, hemp is more durable than cotton, um, and you know, a lot more durable. So. Uh, two, two to three times more durable as an estimate as a fabric um but it depends on kind of the, the form the form of it uh it kind of depends how, how how you treat your your clothes as well and how how you look after them and uh but you know what i would say is you know hemp is ideal it's antibacterial it's ideal for socks and t-shirts and clothing in general it's organic naturally anyway so it doesn't need any chemicals so when you sweat in it you don't itch and this kind of thing um and it just it's it's a great fabric for four socks in particular i think we've got a load of new styles that we're just kind of working oh, on them are cool. uh working on at the no moment for next season including some collaborations for some of our musicians this is foreign beggars one of our longest running uh, supporters uh, so we're looking at sampling for uh, seed companies so if you're a, if you're a seed bank or a, a label or whatever or in the hemp industry and you're interested in white label hemp t-shirts may be a little expensive but we're we're looking to produce hemp socks for you know anyone in the industry so, so yeah, I, I mean, give me feedback when you've, won, when you've worn them a few times and let me know how you feel. But generally, when you say compared with normal socks, I mean, people often say to me at festivals, okay, 10, 10 pounds or 11 pounds, how that's, that's expensive for a pair of socks. How come they're expensive like that? Uh, or the t-shirts. And I always say, like with fashion, I think we're, we're asking probably the wrong questions. We should ask why, how you can buy three pairs of socks for five pounds in do you know what I mean? From in a in a, a a cheap store, and that's because there's a price. There's a, there's a price on the people that produce them, and there's a price on the planet if you're producing something that cheap. Fashion is we're we're used to fast cheap fashion, and it's an environmental disaster. So we prefer to make things that last longer, uh, a little bit more expensive, but that last longer. So yeah, if, if they don't last a lot longer than your normal cotton socks, then let me know because they really should. Okay, definitely. You know, I've been wearing this. I wasn't aware that you manufactured Seasman's apparel. And mm -hmm. um, I've been wearing that shirt for probably a year and a half now. And it is an amazing shirt. It seems like the more you dry it, the softer it gets. And mm -hmm. um, it's, it's nothing like any of my other shirts. You know, I put that on and I almost feel like it's one of them shirts that you want to lounge around the house in because you want to be lazy, you're comfortable, it feels good. And that's just coming from a personal standpoint. You know, I, I met Tom up recently, but I've been working with Seasman for a few years now, and um, I can't be more happier with them. You know, they've connected me with people such as yourself, and um, definitely. Um, Mad Dog and chat wants to know what is your website he wants to check out your apparel so, so thctc.co.uk uh we also have thctc.eu which we launched uh, just a couple of weeks ago because of brexit ruining everything um so so if you're in the states uh then you know you can you've got a choice of thctc.eu or .uk co.uk um the european website is in spain it's also got a lot of designs which are sold out in the uk because we only launched it recently so there's more choice there um 
but but yeah, there's th those two options. Hopefully, we're going to have thcc.com. We've got the domain. We're going to hopefully launch that for for the states and rest of the world at some point soon, maybe next year. Uh, but at the moment, we don't have a warehouse out in the states, so you know, shipping is a little bit expensive. But um, we also have special discounts to try and compensate for this, which is buy three of any hemp shirt or so socks and get a, a fourth one for free, which essentially makes everything twenty five percent. What I would mention about the the Seedsman T-shirt that you had is, um, yeah, so so that's a, a lighter weight than our new premium weight T-shirts that we're doing. That's uh, like 170, 180 gram. The new shirts that we have, these are this oh, is that's awesome. We've embroidered a lot of these, so we've gone heavy on the embroidery. But these, this weight is 200 grams. It's heavy and they last. They really, really last. They're really good quality. So the one you've had is nice. These ones, these are the bad. <laughs> okay awesome definitely i do got one of you guys a shirt you sent me too i i uh haven't worn it yet but i did put it on this morning and felt it and i was like oh it's it's a little too cold to be wearing a t-shirt here unfortunately yeah. you know i mean i am inside but we we're at like 25 degrees fahrenheit here so i don't know what that is in celsius i apologize that's right but, um it is definitely cold here and um you know but with that being said you know i do have a few other questions i wanted to ask regarding your guys's products and that being said is this something that has to be washed i guess you'd say specifically with special detergents or anything like that can it be thrown in with your normal clothing and washed with the rest of it that was one of the questions that one of our audience members asked was can it be washed just like any other apparel it can yes i mean clothing in general as a as a rule environmentally it's obviously better to wash your clo your clothes on a colder wash if it, you know if they're not covered in stains or whatever because it's better environmentally uh so yeah you can wash it 30 40 degrees as standard with screen printed t-shirts it's always best to wash them inside out uh it protects the protects the, the, the print against rubbing on other things. Uh, when you iron them, if you do iron them, and I've not ironed a piece of clothing for you know years, uh, but if you do, <laughs> then you do that inside out, because otherwise the print, it will affect the print. Uh, the one thing you don't want to do with hemp is tumble dry it, because that can make it shrink. So think of it more of as a wool or cashmere garment if you're gonna, it's not gonna shrink as much as wool, but it will shrink a bit. So also if you have something and it gets baggy over time or whatever, because it is a natural fiber, then you can put it in the tumble dryer for a little bit and it will just tighten it up a little bit for you. Um, but as for detergents, I mean, you should, if you can, always use biologic, like green, eco, plant-based detergents. Um, there are plenty out there, uh, as opposed to kind of the, the normal, more synthetic ones, because it's better environmentally and it's better for your clothes. Definitely, definitely. That is awesome. So do you plan on expanding into any other type of apparel other than socks and shirts, you, like hoodies or anything of that sort? This is a hemp hoodie. So we okay. used it back in 2007, 2008. Uh, we raised a load of money from the banks. We expanded the team um, and we had about seven of us working the team. We produced a big range. We're about to go fully, fully for it. And then, you know, 2008 environmental crash, uh thanks the bankers and all that but um yeah we we basically had to collapse it all go through administration go through personal bankruptcy start all over again which was really really tough so you know since then i've been doing this on a on a shoestring so you know it's basically what i've been able to afford and hemp t-shirts are expensive to produce 
massively, especially compared with cheap cotton, which most of the industry uses, or polyester. Uh, hoodies are expensive. So, I mean, these are going to cost you know me at least $30 to produce each, plus import duty, plus shipping. So until I am confident that I can sell hoodies for 100, 120 pounds, you know, at the moment I put the brakes on that. So what I'm looking at more is a, is more socks because obviously socks cheaper to store, cheaper to send, one size or two sizes, um, and just you know not the massive burden of uh, financial burden of, and also the buying hemp fabrics. The factories are all small, little independent factories, pretty much that produce hemp out in, in, in China, and they they all buy um, you know from the same couple of uh, suppliers, fabric suppliers. The, the minimum quantities on fabric are quite high, so you've got to commit to quite a big order. So at the moment, socks, uh, more tote bags, things like this, um, and some kind of like a, like little shoulder bags, stuff like that. Sure. Hoodie. Hoodies will come, hopefully, but at the moment, no. What I, okay. what I do, what I do have is some organic cotton, nice organic cotton uh, with recycled polyester blend jumpers, which I've literally just received today, which is just embroidered. Um, so these are going to go on the site soon. Uh, but they are, you know, just simple and and nice. We also have a big range of um, print-on-demand organic cotton on our website, produced with our production partners, TML. Uh, and that is a big range of hoodies and jumpers, which are printed on demand and sent out. But they're they're organic cotton, but they also you can send them back when you're finished with them. They'll scan the label, they'll refund you a fiver per t-shirt. Put the t-shirt through a blender and turn it into a new garment, which is 50% organic uh, cotton, 50% remade cotton. So there's a nice ecological story around those as well. And they're That's also amazing. amazing. Yeah, it's really nice, really cool business. It's an old friend of mine, uh, but they're smashing it, T-Mill. But they do, yeah, all of their factories are sustainably powered as well. So really nice. That that that's that's just amazing because, you know, I, uh, you know, you outgrow clothing, you or it gets stained up, it gets holes in it. Most people just throw it away, you know, and it is never recycled. So to be recycled and sustainable and reused that is huge that is that is putting a big dent into the amount of waste that we use as a planet and uh that i I love that right there that there's nothing better than that you know i've only seen one other culture that actually has done that in my lifetime i'm not very old you know but um I met a Chinese lady at a factory that I was working at back in the day, and she actually wore a slightly wax-coated uh, paper garment, undergarments. And that's how they do it in China, China, I guess, or Taiwan, where she was from, is they wear it for one day and then they just throw it away, but it's fully biodegradable. And um, I've never seen another company do something like that. So when you say that they recycle it and everything, that is amazing. That is yeah. the type of stuff we need. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if you realize, but fashion fashion emits uh, more CO2 every year than aviation and maritime shipping combined. combined. So when people are looking at ways that they can reduce carbon uh, emissions uh, and, uh, and carbon footprint, um, people often think of eating meat, cutting down on meat, uh flying less um and you know driving less 
fashion is not really part of the conversation and it really needs to be. Um, I, I think you might have, because I think you might have listened to, I think you mentioned you listened to another podcast I did, so you probably know the answer to this, but I was. I always ask this question is, do you know how much water it takes, how many litres or gallons of water it takes to produce a standard cotton t-shirt? I know, but I know the audience don't, so, mm. you know, mm. guys in chat, you guys want to guess before yes. No Googling, no cheating, but if anyone wants to guess how many, so liters, well, I'd say liters, but I don't know if you use gallons, how many liters of water produce a conventional cotton t-shirt? And we'll come back to that in a minute when you've got some uh, some answers and we'll just, it'll be interesting. Definitely, uh, definitely. A, a clue is it's a lot, but there's also a hundred, uh, there's a hundred billion items of clothing produced in fashion every year. And only 1% of that is then made into new clothing. Okay. So it's terrifying statistic. We've also we produced a double the amount of fashion that we produced 20 years ago. It's just not sustainable. That's uh, 67, 68% of that is made from polyester, plastic, petroleum derivative. It's not recyclable. It's still going to be around in 100, 200 years. It's going to end up in the ocean. It's going to be more more plastic in the ocean than fish. And it's you know fashion is a, it's the industry has got a lot to answer for. So we kind of came in not being from a fashion background we just wanted to try and change that in a, in our own little tiny way you know just say look you can make something from hemp a lot more sustainably definitely we got a couple answers here 79 liters 279 liters you know what what is the answer you know let's just let them know you know i'm wondering i know these guys are going to be blown away yeah, seventy-nine is a is a is a is a bit of a strange um uh, number that to pick. No, it's about two and a half thousand liters of water, fresh water. So if you picture two and a half thousand liter bottles of water against a wall that could have been you know drunk, uh, that's how much it takes to produce a, a conventionally grown cotton t-shirt, right? So you think of all these cheap outlets that produce t-shirts that people pay for two two pounds, two dollars, whatever, and throw away. You know, a lot of chemical chemicals go into that as well, generally speaking, uh, but a lot of water, right? Um, so that really, really need to change that. We need to buy stuff that lasts. You know, we used to make stuff to last. Now it's just obviously such a throwaway culture. So, um, yeah, yeah. And we produce 20 times, 20 times more plastic now than we did 50 years ago. So, yeah, it has to change. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you can see that. I hate to put uh, as comparison, but here in the States, you can see that with our denim, you know, our jeans throughout the years. They used to be made very durable, you know, what we call blue collar apparel for the working mm -hmm. person. And now the jeans are thinner and you're going to have blowouts in the knees or yep. holes worn through them so much easier. It's you can definitely see that quality control has gone down and uh cost mm -hmm. is cheaper and everything like that so i can totally relate where you're coming from when it comes to that but two thousand liters wow two and a half thousand liters. water and you mentioned yeah. denim jay so denim actually comes from uh, like some of the original denim was made from hemp you know it actually comes from chanvre de nîmes which is hemp from nîmes uh, which is the the region in france where they used to produce a lot of it from um and uh that's what I've heard anyway. I mean, it might, might be fact checkable, but that's what I've heard. But I know they used to make it, you know, Levi's used to make a lot of denim from um, from hemp and it just lasted a lot longer. 
you know, there are some ethical fashion brands out there that make jeans like new. I wear a lot of nudie jeans, which are organic cotton, and they have like a lifetime guarantee. So if they start falling apart, you just take them to a shop and they fix them for you. Uh, that's where fashion has to get back to, you know. Definitely on this side of the pond. I've never seen anything like that. So you guys are blessed with that, man. I wish we had a warranty on our jeans and pants because I'd be taking them in. I haven't bought a pair of jeans in probably 10 years. And I know that sounds crazy, but I cannot find quality. And the hardest thing we, we can't find in the United States, at least in my area here, is shorts, you know, denim shorts they have gone i don't know where they've gone that's the problem and uh you know i've got sh denim shorts that are nice and they're durable and they have pockets and they're great but now you go to the store and you cannot find them it's all athletic type shorts and wear you know like basketball or or the swimming trunks that dry fast but they're not good and i'll tell you from experience if you drop your joint or your blunt and it lands on these shorts, you better get it out in about three seconds because that yeah. stuff melt, melts so fast, your leg will be on fire before you know it. I had that mm -hmm. happen one day. I had the cherry of my my joint drop onto my pant leg, and I didn't know it until I smelled something like plastic melting. And I looked down, and my whole pant leg was literally melting. And I'm like, Oh, this is terrible. These aren't yeah. good. No, so, that's yeah, definitely. Petroleum derivative shorts, then, is probably made from uh, polyester, right? But, um, I mean, but, yep. you know, if you can't find uh, denim denim shorts, then you know, when your knees start wearing out on some of your jeans, then, you know, that's the original upcycling. You just chop them off and then turn them up, sew them, and turn them into denim shorts. I mean, we try to do, yep. an, uh, we try and encourage a lot of upcycling because it's really, you know, it's really important in fashion. If something you know, we, we've, uh, if we have ranges that are unsellable for whatever reason, because we've got too many of one size, or end of the season, or a print is goes wrong on a on a design, we work with uh, our local university. So I go and do lectures with the fashion students, give them a load of you know old T-shirts, and say, hey, turn these into a dress, or turn these into a you know a crop top, or something like this. And I you know I, I really I really think the future of fashion has to be. It, it, we have to change the whole conversation about fashion and make it less about that. So last season, this is new to taking yeah. pride in wearing something that you had from years ago that you've repurposed or mended or do you know what I mean? And just being more Definitely. original and unique. Who wants to look the same as everyone else? I don't. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. So we've been here just about a half hour and I want to get into just some cannabis related questions about you as a person. And we ask these to everybody on the show. So with that being said, I'm going to roll right into the first question. I know we mentioned, we talked a little bit off screen and I was prepping myself to make sure I asked the correct questions. So that being said, how old were you when the first time you tried cannabis and where'd you get it from? Uh, <laughs> okay. So I was 13, 13 or 14, uh, as in the car park of a pub, uh, at my school. And it was given to me by my brother. I don't want to watch the cops turn up and cart him off for giving drugs to an underage to a minor now, but, uh, no, it was, it was him and his mates anyway. Uh, and I just had a few drags in the back of a car 
And I wouldn't say I got into smoking because I didn't smoke nicotine. I didn't smoke tobacco for a long time. And that's how everyone smokes over here. So I got more into hash teas. I used to basically get hash, crumble it into tea or yogurt and, and get really high that way at school. Because if you got caught smoking weed at school here, you got, got kicked out straight away. Um, so, yeah, it, it was then. Um, I didn't become a regular smoker till I guess I was 15, 16, something like that. Wow. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. I was about the same age. So definitely that is awesome. So the first time you got it, did you did you get high or did you not feel the effects of it? I mean, I a lot of people kind of are split on the fence there. Some people don't get high their first time. I don't remember being high and I don't remember going back to school having the fear or anything like that, which I probably would have done. And it's probably because I, I would have had a couple of drags. I might not even, do you know what I mean? If even inhaled it properly, I was, I was young. I didn't smoke cigarettes, as I said. So I don't remember being particularly high. Um, I really remember as a kid, then maybe, you know, in the summer, maybe when I was more like 15, then, you know, started smoking more regularly. And it was always really nasty, like soap block hash that we used to get over here, which, you know, it wasn't good quality. We're just going to score it from the local travelers or whatever. It didn't taste nice and you'd mix it with like a roach and a, and like a Marlboro red or something. And it's just really harsh and disgusting, but you know, you had to get yeah. it into you some, some way, but you know, this is obviously way before vaporizers. We used to do bongs sometimes, but you know, we couldn't get good, a good weed for a long time. So it's just nasty soap bar hash, for, you know, for a long time. But that's why I used to, yeah. that's why I used to eat it instead, you know? Sure, sure. You know, there's a lot of misconception on this side of the pond that because for so many years for like companies like Seedsman, people have gotten their phenos from that side of the pond. So everybody thinks it's like glorious and all over and some of the best quality. And when you hear it from somebody such as yourself that grew up in that area and actually experienced it firsthand you hear a lot of otherwise and it, it, it's good 30 to years that. Ago. it's 30 years yep. ago so you know times have changed i know i don't look yep. 46 but yeah <laughs> well maybe i do but yeah this was a long time ago you know but then all of a sudden just had this huge abundance of great cannabis and uh things change quickly thanks to people like seedsman and these you know these suppliers definitely definitely you know they've done so much support for me I, I that's why i have to continuously support and shout them out you know they've gave me a lot of interviews and gave me connections with people i wouldn't normally cross paths with such as yourself and i'm for that i'm completely blessed you know and that puts me right into my next question with you if you can, can I jump in, Jay? And just before sure. you go into that, can I just uh, I just want to give Seedsman a load of love too, because I don't know if your listeners are aware, but they've they've I partnered with them a couple of years ago after lockdown. When I, there were many times over the years where I thought I can't carry on doing this, I can't, you know, I'm not paying myself properly, and it's exhausting, and staff have left or whatever. And I was thinking about packing it all in, and then I've known Tom from Seedsman for 20 years, and we used to, you know, we've we've shared shared rooms at hotel rooms at like cannabis trade shows and stuff, and he's always been very supportive. But there are there are very very few companies or people that I would have trusted to partner with, and Seedsman are, you know, they came and offered, and 100. Um, I I love those guys, and they're, they're just some of the really good 
there's a lot of shysters in this industry and they are some of the real good guys so just want to yeah get that out there definitely definitely yeah i uh i'm hoping to be in, in their booth next year at mj bizcon i didn't make it out this year same reason you know kind of like you i'm on a shoestring budget and um i've been building this show up for going on two years we just mm -hmm. finished finishing out our second season here and mm -hmm. we've grown our show just in the past year I, I put the statistics out yesterday and this is just from spotify alone we have grown our show for 156 percent of streams since last year with a 92 percent growth in audience wow well so, done so we are definitely growing and we just hit 25,000 views on youtube so thank you guys for all your support out there because we all appreciate it and we'd like to bring you guys companies such as thtc where you can check out and still be involved in the industry in some form or, or sort you know definitely is cannabis related so definitely you know and that puts me right into my question that i always ask everybody now before i ask this question i want to kind of lay out what the thought here so that that being said before i ask this question i want the first thought that pops in your head i don't want you to think too hard so here's the question if you could smoke with or or just consume or sit down with somebody however your favorite way of consuming is and have a conversation with anybody dead or alive who would it be and why? Bill Hicks. Okay. Are we familiar with Bill Hicks? I mean, no. okay. I mean, he's American, but he's been dead for since 1991, I believe. Um, this T-shirt I'm wearing right here, actually, it's gives me a good opportunity to plug this T-shirt. So he was, an American, he was an American comedian from Austin, Texas. Uh, and he died uh, pancreatic cancer when he was 33. This is uh, one of his slogans was, it's just a ride. Um, oh, so I took this and put it on a load of mushrooms. Uh, but Bill Hicks was a massive, massive influence for me when I was, since I was 18 years old. Um, he just go and look him up. He's all over YouTube. But basically after he died, he was still a non-entity, pretty much unheard of in the US because he spoke out, so he kind of Lenny Bruce kind of vibe. I don't know if you remember Lenny Bruce, but uh, very, very kind of outspoken about the government uh, about republicans particularly um about bush uh so yeah he he was kept pretty quiet out in the states he he was very popular in the uk um and he filmed um, a big show called revelations in the uk just before he died and then he died and then he died pretty suddenly quite quickly and um and he he's just posthumously had a, a, a grown a massive following um but yeah mushrooms are always his thing but he, he's got a lot of sketches about cannabis and about weed and he had a huge influence over me with studying and with not i was going to go into kind of corporate marketing and all this kind of thing and he very much opened my eyes um very insightful but absolutely hilarious so if you go to youtube and type in bill hicks cannabis or bill hicks marijuana bill hicks mushrooms you know there's just loads of it on youtube but he is yeah that would be that would be him for me Definitely. I'm going to have to check that out because I'm in the comedians and everything. We're actually going to be putting on a comedy show here, mm -hmm. a cannabis con con comedy event. Sorry. And um, 
on the 22nd of December. So it's going to be fun. I've been helping promote that. I do a lot of marketing too, kind of like you said, you wanted to get into the marketing side. That's kind of where I'm at. I have a degree in it and it's just been my natural talent is connecting people on a mostly uh, B2B, not B2C. I'm more of a B2B connector, but I'm working more with the B2C now. And um, mm -hmm. which is for the people that don't know what that means, that's business to business or business to consumer. And mm -hmm. um, I, I, I kind of I'm trying to be the Rolodex of the cannabis industry. Like basically, that's my ultimate goal with the show is mm -hmm. basically if you as a company or somebody else as a company contacts me and says, hey, do you know anybody that does this? I can say, yeah, I, I got just the guy and I connect yeah. you and then you guys do business and they'll be like, well, how do you meet them? Well, organically Blunt connected us. And that's, right. that's, that's my ultimate goal here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is, is to kind of be the mesh for everybody. And, um, uh, on know, that question, that so I was going to say on that question, I think at number two would come in as Woody Harrelson, but I'm very lucky because I used to know Woody when he used to come over here and he invited me out to dinner once. And we, we got very stoned several times together. Um, wow. So I always had such respect for him when I was starting the business because of how active he was in, you know, in hemp and cannabis. And so, you know, randomly I left him, I met him and left him a business card and he called me when he was over and invited me out with his family. And, um, you know, we hung out a few times. I've, I've never forget how, how, how good he was to me. So I want to give props to Woody every time and his, his business, the woods, great guy. Man, that's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. I couldn't imagine the, now is he just like he is on screen? I mean, he's pretty down to earth. Yeah, very much so. Very much. Okay. Um, yeah, we actually were, you could smoke, uh, not you can smoke joints, but you could smoke tobacco in pubs back then. And we went into a pub in uh, in Soho and we sat at the back. And then basically the manager came over because Woody was like, Woody didn't understand that you can't smoke weed wherever you go. You know, this is 20 years ago. <laughs> and uh, the manager came up and I was like, oh shit, you better put that out, man. And he was like, what, why? And the manager just comes over and goes, do you want me to put a little private barrier over here so you can, you know, smoke your weed in private? And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But yeah, no, he's, he's very down to earth, lovely, lovely guy, really nice guy. So yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. I've lost touch, so back in touch, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hold you too long here. But with that being said, is there any events or anything where people are going to be able to find you in the near future? Um, is there anything we should keep our eyes open for? Um, just anything in general you want us to look out for and keep our eyes on? uh yes i mean obviously um we promote all of the all of the stuff that we do through our social so on on instagram and and, and um and that we're at thtc clothing on the facebook fan page we put in quite a lot of time and effort over the years we have a good good following almost almost eighty thousand on there uh that's thtc one but obviously facebook kind of just blocks everything unless you pay to promote it so a lot of stuff we put out there gets ignored in terms of events um I mean, THCC turns 25 next year. Uh, we're putting on a series of quarter century anniversary parties, but they're all over in the UK. So one in Brixton Jam in, in London, in Brixton, uh, Brighton, Bristol. Um, other than that, trade shows. We do festivals as well in the summer, but they're over here. Uh, and trade shows. We, we quite often do Spanabis, Cultivar, um, Mary Jane out in Berlin. Um, so, yeah, we're usually floating around the, 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 the European cannabis trade shows. Hopefully, I'm going to make it out to the States, but I really, really am looking for 
a distributor for the states um so we can take our product directly from the factories in china straight to the states and then distribute it so if anyone out there knows of anyone that is interested in you know some some top quality hemp clothing i think we're the longest running hemp uh, clothing uh, independent clothing brand fr from europe as well so you know we have a bit of legacy about us so if anyone knows a good distributor we're looking for one definitely definitely you guys heard it so you know we're going to share this all over multiple facebook groups professional level and consumer level so you never know who could get in contact with you but if you guys know somebody shoot them their way we'd love to see this more on this side of the pond and make it easier and even more affordable especially if they can keep stock over here that cuts down the costs for everybody and um you know that being said you know we appreciate you coming on the organically blunt show we appreciate you taking time out of your day to share your story with us and we do have a lot of friends that are going to be coming over to spanibus um mm -hmm. so keep an eye out for some of them if you see some of my friends over there i don't think i personally will be able to make the trip but my friends such as fang and a couple of the judges that judge our competitions here that are personal friends of mine are going to be over there um i know you're into mushrooms my friend uh, mr fungi check him up on instagram mr fungi and uh he's going to be over there he's a friend of mine and he's big into the the, the psychedelic side of things and stuff like that and the mushrooms and the organic growing and he's got a big following as well so you never know they 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 could probably connect you with a couple great people and i know they go every year fang fang helped put on spanibus a little bit and he did one in new york as well and um you know it's a great event and i think uh i think you guys would like to connect so i will shoot you guys some messages and maybe they can help get you guys rolling over here a little bit yeah, you know a lot right. of people thank you jay well, uh if if you're up for it i'll make um a, a discount voucher for our website for your followers if you like um yeah yeah what we can do is we can put your logo onto our, our page and we'll promote it and uh, what i'll do is i can also add it into our outro and what we do is we give back with our codes to all our partners that we work with kind of give everybody a chance to be in the limelight on every episode and i can definitely include Gian on that because at the end of the day that saves our community a little bit of money and it drives traffic your way and it kind of makes everybody happy so be yeah. sure to support well, look, Jay, what I'll do right now, right after this, is make a code called organically blunt 2020. All right. And that will give 20% okay. off, off all of the hemp stuff on our site. Okay. So that's not, that can't work in conjunction with the other offers like the four for three, but I'll do that right now. So organically blunt 20, that's 20% off all your followers. So there you guys go. You guys interested in getting some new gear? Head on over to his website, use the code, save yourself a little bit of money and get a shirt that's actually going to last you or a pair of socks that in half a year, you ain't going to have to worry about holes in your toes sticking out the end. So do, do you, know you have, do I have a second to show you a couple of the designs? You have as much time as you need. Okay. So the next two hours is going to be a fashion show. Yeah. Uh, All right. So this is one. This is by a guy called Mau Mau. Get rich or try sharing. 
Can you see that? Or is that on mirror? Is that mirrored or no? You can't see that. It, it is mirrored, but we can see it, and it definitely okay. is awesome. Get Richard to show you. This is by the same designer, Mau Mau. Uh, this is called Evil Mac. So this is basically. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I like well, that. You can all work that. I don't have to. I haven't to get sued by a particular fast food company. You can work out what that's about. Uh, this is another one that <laughs> we could easily get sued bought by, but for some reason. Petroleum companies don't want to go near me because um I don't know it's almost like they're the bad guys <laughs> they're the good guys. Uh, this is one from a guy called Low Class, who's a Canadian designer. So this is another embroidery. Uh, just the head. That's trailer. the one I have. Yep. This is yep. The one you have. Uh, this is a drum and bass um, design called uh, Amen. Oh, that is sick. Awesome. We've been doing this for over twenty years, and then this is one more. This is um again it's. Flip, but this is Mau Mau as well. Oh, so I like that. Embroidered lion. That's uh, TXTC. Yeah. So that's just a few of few of the prints. Definitely, that is awesome. I really like. Now the one related to the petroleum company. They had a big spill here, and oh, in, yeah. uh, in our garden. I mean, and not in our garden. In our in our uh, Grand River. Sorry, mm -hmm. in the Grand River here in Michigan, and um, they. Oh, it, it was a nightmare, and they're still dealing with it. And, and, and yeah, it, it wasn't good. Yeah, we have to call out petroleum companies. This is a hemp tote bag that we made. So this is uh, another one of those petroleum companies that you were kind of. Oh, that is awesome. So, oh, this, that's this, so is cool. called, this is called the Bling Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we like to have fun, man. It's, it's important to have fun when you're taking down capitalism. You know. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I really like the designs. Whoever does your, you know, some of your graphic design, they definitely have talent. And, uh, you know, I, I like what they do. You know, I, I'm looking to eventually get a shirt design for the show. I got a friend who is an artist here in Michigan. Um, he goes by the name of T-Dog the Artist. Um, and he does everything hand-drawn. No AI, no nothing like that. So he's old school. And um, he does a lot for the industry over here, but I'm eventually going to have him do my back art for, for my shirt. And I would love to eventually, you know, get it on one of your shirts and maybe we can work together when I get to that level and yeah. we can, we can get some merch going, but I got to get, I got to get more people interested in it. You know, I have my hats now, I have my hoodies mm -hmm. and the cost is decent here, but I haven't gotten a lot of people to purchase them yet. And uh, yep. so it's been it's been a tough thing for me, you know, uh, as we build our audience, hopefully we get more demand for people that want to support us with merchandise. But until then, I kind of got to be on a shoestring and that's just being honest. Mm -hmm. And um, but I definitely want to get onto the uh, hemp shirt at least or a hoodie because it all pulls it together at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, don't forget, Jay, you know, hemp socks is a good one. You know, you can print, we can print your logo on, on them, uh, you know, print a logo up here and uh, awesome. woven on the socks or whatever. And that everyone has pretty much everyone has two feet not everyone. Uh, and, you know, most people have the same size feet and they're cheaper to produce, easy and cheap to send out. And you can give them away, run a competition, that kind of thing. So I, I say that's a good place to start. Definitely, definitely. 
So with that being said, you know, once again, we appreciate you coming on the Organically Blunt Show. If you'd give everybody a quick shout out to where they can find you at, and uh, we'll, we'll end it right here because I don't want to take up much more of your time. No, it's great. It's been lovely to speak to you, Jay. Thank you, man. I mean, as I said, so on Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, uh, at THTC Clothing, or then on Facebook, THTC One, or the websites, uh, THTC.co.uk or THTC.eu. So that's that's us. There you go, guys. And don't forget to use that code organicallyblunt20 to save yourself some cash over there at THTC because we love to give support and we love to give back. So with that being said, everybody, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you for joining us on the Organically Blunt Show. Have a great day, Gav. Thanks, man. Take care. Before we wrap up today's episode, we want to give a huge shout out to our amazing partners who make the Organically Blunt show possible. We've had the privilege of collaborating with some of the best in the industry, and we want to make sure everybody knows it. Make sure you use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT, all one word, to save yourself some cash on these great brands. Seedsman Genetics, a seed bank that's been in business for over 20 years. Grow Strong Industries, the makers of Grilla Grow Tent, Lotus Nutrients, and Kind LED. Be sure to use coupon code organically blunt. Grow Bags, an evolutionary solution for saving turps while storing your flowers. Build a soil loyal to the soil for quality soil and amendments. Captain Redbeard Seeds, genetics that are loyal to the soil. Horticulture Lighting Group, quality lights made for all levels of growing. Grain Science Grow Bag, the most breathable solution and made in the United States. Country Roots, organic soil and amendments. Atlas Seed Company. Humboldt Seed Company, Humboldt's first seed. Sofem Genetics, quality genetics at an affordable price. 420 Fast but some of the fastest auto flowers in the industry. Petra Tools and their mini fogger for the best IPM application solution. Smoke and Stork Genetics, genetics that are truly applied above. Green Wolf Genetics, genetics that are truly bred from a wolf pack. Extreme Gardening. Lost Coast Plant Therapy, the most organic IPM solution in the industry. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes as we continue to explore the world of cannabis and the lifestyle that surrounds it. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and you can always email us at organicallyblunt at gmail.com and follow us where you listen to podcasts.